passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 5 Zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, everybody, welcome to the first ever live stream of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, how are we doing for this first ever live stream? What's up, man? Doing good. Could doing be good. better, though. Could be better. My team was doing better. I could be better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of topics we're gonna get into tonight uh, with uh, with all this. Um, just seeing the reactions from the game last night, I felt like we had to do a live stream just to see if there's any reactions from fans to come on tonight and uh, just kind of talk about the kind of the Twitter takes from yesterday. Um, so we'll begin here. Um, okay, so big thing everyone's talking about is uh, Doc Rivers should be fired after what we saw last night. Um, so my question to you is: uh, a losing record after how many games would get Doc fired? How, how many? How many? What's our record have to be for us to, to 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 fire Doc in the season and also kind of be able to compete for the rest of the season, Eric? Um, you know, I'm not really a, putting numbers on the guy getting fired. Like I'm not really, I don't really operate like that. Um, I would say. Being that it's already and my son, even you know, he texts me. He was like, you know, is the doc getting fired kind of premature? You know, he kind of asked me that. Yeah. Um, and I said yes, but you have to understand that it's sort of carryover from the previous seasons. Um, you know, it's carryover from, and I think you know, not even Doc's history. I'm talking about the Atlanta series. I think that's where it all starts. Um, yeah. So, so, so the carryover from not getting by the semifinals and then the expectations coming into this season. 
So um, I don't think the roar is, is is loud enough for for anything to happen. I think if you get into after the holidays, if if it's not really a change um, as far as how the team is playing in the record, then I think that you know maybe the conversation can be had. Will be would probably be had then, but you know, you also have to look at if something's done, then what what's next? Because this team isn't built for the future. So you're making a move, you got to make a move to kind of jolt the team and, and move forward. So how is that going to look? All fair. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, where, where are you on this? Are you with the uh, the other Philadelphia fan base who wants him out? Like yesterday, that's that's so like. I mean, everyone just wants to fire someone. I, I look. What I think pushes a lot of people to do that is that I'm I'm more about a you fire someone if you have a plan afterwards, right? Like, just don't just fire someone for the sake of it. You got to have what's next. You have some better to replace it with. A lot of people like to sell a lot. They want to see him become a coach so that I think that kind of pushes it also for people um I don't think he gets fired this year I I really don't um I was trying to think of I, yeah it's hard to put it I don't want to put a number on anything I start kicking around like hypotheticals if we were at this point under 500 then what now one thing I could see moving the needle if there's like player coach problems we start hearing hard and argued with Doc, if we hear that and be in the press conference after the game starts openly questioning lineups, plans, uh, pre- uh, preparation, if we start to see it unwind a little bit, that could push it to him that something happening. It would almost be like management intervening to stop the drama at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think the if, you know, besides something like that happening, I think if you get into all-star break and after that, and you're looking at playing game or not making the playoffs, then you, 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 you make a decision. Let's see what Sam can do to end this season. Um, But I just don't think we'll, we'll be there. I just just don't think that's where this team is headed. Even, even with a slow start. What about like one or two games under 500 at the all-star break? Well, well, I think the record – it's hard for me to look at the record without looking at the standings. I think the record and the standings will all, will matter. I think if you're under 500 but you're in sixth place, you know what I'm saying, do you make a move? You yeah, that's, that's interesting. It's how bad the con- – it's how, like, uneven or even the conference is. Yes. Help factor into – how poorly your teams actually yes. play. The record, the record is the record. You're in five games of 500. You're not playing well. I mean, you're in yeah. six because maybe the East sucks. Yeah, I understand you're not playing well, but you make a move and you're in yeah. the playoffs. It's hard. I, I, you know I, what I'm saying? The hypothetical I came up with was under 500 by All-Star break. They say, all right, let's give him like five. Let's give him like ten games to see if he writes the ship and goes in the right direction. And if it's still – down, there may be a quick little like jolt with Castell before the playoffs start. Yeah, I mean, I, I I understand the record, but I do think that the standings matter because yeah. you 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 
you know, you have the playing game and you, you really have 10 games that make the, 10 teams that make the playoffs. And I just don't think you can make a move this year. And because you can have a losing record and get in the playoffs and the season's it's a new season. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's why I'm inclined to say he doesn't go anywhere this year. Yeah. I would lean towards that. Like, I just don't think they'll make a move during the season unless it's just, you know, we just stay the, the way we are, which I don't think that's the case. I think even if it fails, I, I think it's got to be a full season fail. All right, man, we gave you – then all, all yeah. bets are off in the offseason. It's okay. We gave you the full season, man. You couldn't you couldn't pull it together, right? So, yeah. Do, do you see – because, I mean, with, with fans and a lot of the Sixer beat writers are saying, it's like, oh, the guys don't look enthused. They, they, you know, they, they don't look enthused by – the lot, and I think the the thing that I don't like about what the, a lot of the media is doing, they're making it seem like the players don't like what Doc's doing, which is not the case at all. It's like, oh, they they, they don't seem enthused by the lineups that Doc has tonight. It's like, well, it has nothing, it has nothing to do with Doc's well, lineups. I, mean, I, th- I, I think when when the people that want to see him fire, their, their narrative is going to be whatever they feel to get him fired. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I can't put much weight into that. I mean, at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah. The end of the day, we got to win games, and I think mm-hmm. the people that want him fired and don't want him fired, we all agree on that. Yep. Yeah, I think it, I definitely think it is way too early to start the watch. I, I just do. It's we have like five new players in our rotation. That's a, that's a big deal, and I don't. May I'm definitely guilty of you know thinking that they're all vets, they played together before, blah, 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 reasons why it should just be instantaneous. But it wasn't. So, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, they all played together, but they didn't all play with Joel. No, it's just, yeah, it's not just Harden and Houston. It's it's a whole other team. Yeah. That plays, yeah. that's supposed to play through someone else, if you think about it. So it's really, it's a completely that's different. What I'm saying. They, didn't, they didn't all play yeah. with Joel. <laughs> completely different philosophy. It's not the same. Man, that should have been the first thing they said. Now, this is not Houston. Right when we, the door shut behind everybody at training camp. Like, just get that out of your heads. But, you know, what's done is done. So, another person that's getting a lot of flack besides Doc is uh, Tobias. And I, can, I think it can, that, that just continues. Tobias still gets a lot of just crap from the fans. Um, but Tobias, and this is something we talked about on the show a lot, you know, his lack of touches. Uh, so, Tobias uh, shot the ball five times uh, in our loss against Toronto. Uh, essentially one shot a quarter and ended up with three points. Um, so my question to you guys is for us to be a successful team, how many shots should Tobias Harris be taking uh, at a minimum? Um, if I had to put a range on it, I'm saying 10 to 15 shots a night because that 10 to 15 can turn it into 20 plus. It could be 12. Um, but I think with him is the, you know, I mean, how many points do you expect the guy to get with five shots? <laughs> you know, you, you could get 10, you can get 15. Um, but more than likely three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's not, his shots aren't, well, his shots aren't the type of shots that maybe it was in the past where he was able to get a rhythm and get to the free throw line. Yeah. He's not getting those type of shots anymore. He's getting catch and shoots. 
or a, a shot here in transition. He attempts he attempts six threes a game this season. That, that's and that's what I've said. Like if 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 you have James, you have Joel, and if we're saying we want Maxi to take that next step, there's no way for Tobias to be consistent with getting that many shots. It's just not possible. He's shooting to be, to be consistent with that, you know, with a high volume of 12, 14 shots a game. He'd have to consistency. He'd have to shoot over 40% from three all season, like 40. Yeah, because if Joel was going to go, and, and we don't know how many shots he's going to take, because sometimes it comes down for him, it comes down to whether he's how aggressively he's being double teamed. A team can totally take his shots away. But when they do that, that's going to turn our team into catch and shoot guys, not, you know, ISO guys. And I still think that, <clears throat> excuse me, you got to showcase Tobias to get his volume up. Um, my answer is pretty much in the middle of his. I, I said 12. I said six threes and six twos. He's averaging six threes right now a game, and he's shooting like 41, I think, percent. It's great. I mean, that's what he is on our team now. He's got to shoot. If you're a catch-and-shoot guy and you're hitting threes, you should be shooting around on this team like five to seven a game. So, which leads me to, to say, if that's what he is, then we can't play him, P.J. Tucker, House, okay. and Niang, because they're all the same players. If, they're, if, if Tobias is being used that way, he's being used just like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why are we playing four of them? We need to play another guard. Mm-hmm. We, okay. I mean – there was, there was an air ball he had in the fourth. I don't know if you guys remember this. I yelled at my TV. Well, no wonder he air ball. He hasn't shot since the first – I was going to curse. First quarter. I mean, what do you expect? He hasn't shot since the opening minutes. Like, mm-hmm. I I swear, if he wasn't thinking that himself or came off the court saying it to himself, I'm like, man, I will. I'd be like, Psh. I mean, yeah, I haven't shot in 45 yeah, I mean, minutes. I'm sure, I'm sure he does feel that way. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect? Now you you, you bring me in with three four minutes left and want me to help you come back? <laughs> I mean, I've been touched the. I've hardly touched the ball today. There was that one dribble possession too, where him and Tucker were in the corner, and then someone else went in the yeah. corner. She went there too. I was like, "How long yeah, space you was- before you maybe realize maybe we all shouldn't be here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked like a, it looked like a bad uh, pickup basketball team with like three guys who just, who just camp out by the threes and they just all spaced in one corner with each other. Who have never played together before either. Like who have yeah. never like. They've never even met. Like, I don't even know you type, like, things. Like, where I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I, I will say, like, I think the Christmas that he's gotten, I mean, obviously we've said he only, we only get shot five shots. So, yeah, I think the Christmas he's he's getting for, for us being one of four is, is kind of BS because he's not – and that's not the root of why we're, 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 we're four losses in the season so far. Um, I don't I, – I don't, yeah, I agree. Tucker shot double. Tucker shot ten. He shot double the shots Harris took. Oh, we got we got our first uh, comment from uh, Naheem Hood. Um, be careful what you ask for. Don't forget that Coach Doc Rivers did win an NBA championship as a head coach of Boston Celtics back in 08. Yep. And that's, you know, yeah. that's, that's one of the knocks people are saying about Doc, the fact that he only can point to one, that one in 08, and that's, you know, that's what he kind of hangs his laurels on. But um, we're, we're Doc supporters here on the show, right, guys? 
uh, as of right now? As I'm not calling for that. You know, that's not <laughs> me. <laughs> Don't put that on me. That's not us. We're happy um, with Doc. As well. I mean, I'm not happy. I, I'm, I'm pretty upset, but oh. I'm not going to fire him in the first week of the season. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Like that's. It has happened before. It has happened before, but there's too many. We have too much talent to not get better. It would be, it'd be very knee jerk, and there's just there's too many changes to this team all off season, man. Like you, you got to give it a little more time. Did Avery Johnson get fired like the second week of the of the following season after he won Coach of the Year? Or am I thinking I of somebody know. else? I don't know when Avery. I don't know when it happened, but I know it was it was. I know Dwayne Casey got fired after Coach of the Year. That, that's one thing. Dwayne Casey. Casey. Mike Brown got yeah. fired the first well first week of the season with the oh, Lakers. That's true. That's true. Right. And I think I remember there being some chatter about Spolstra being on the hot seat in his first big three season. Yeah. I remember that too, actually. I think I think he had some there were no fire Spolsters because he like I mean, no, obviously well, not. Miami don't operate with all these all that. They don't operate like the rumors yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, but there was hot seat chatter. Yeah, but if that's a, if it's a place that I'm saying the outside is not going to have a clue what they're going to do, it would be Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yep. they made the right decision by keeping him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Tasia, you mentioned that you know we've had uh, a lot of new guys in the rotation, um, and so my my question is, it's kind of a not really a mixed bag on this. Most people kind of hate the what we've seen from the um, from what the, the new guys we brought in uh, this year. But I have to ask you guys: so far, uh, of all the guys we brought into the rotation, who's the the one off season acquisition you're the you're the happiest with? Who's 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 pretty much you know came in and has done what, what we expected them to do so far? I'll go first. Uh, Melton. Yeah, Melton. I don't need to go. He, that's my answer right there. Like Melton's, Melton's great, man. Mel, Melton, I'm so – I'm not upset about Tucker. I, I I think just the starting units disappointed me overall. But Melton just looks so much better than I was already expecting to be good. He's, he's – yeah. He, he gives me what I thought I would get, but he also gives you something that the other two guards, even though – because we play three guards – he gives you some a different dimension than those guys. Mm-hmm. So I think they all complement each other. He can play with both of them. So, I mean, he gives you a good versatility. I actually think he should be probably playing more, and they should at times maybe look to play all three of them. Um, Try it. Try but it. Sure. you can't do that if you're only playing those three. Um, you can do it if you play another one, another guard. You can probably sneak it in there, but I think – there may come a time when, you know, especially maybe ending games, we'll end some games we're playing all three of those guys. Three different ball handlers, three guys that can make shots. Um, he's the better defender of the three. Uh, so, but we'll see. We'll Zach, see there, was a, there was a lineup with him in it, I think, without – I think James was off the floor down the stretch. Yes. And he actually – they were actually playing pretty well together. Yeah, it was without James. Yeah, for about like three or four minutes, I was like, I, I like this lineup. They, they should do this more often. This is good. But they got, you know, it was some of it was them, some of it was Toronto being careless with the ball. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but they did play well. They were playing hard. They were defending and getting some, being scrappy and getting some steals and yep. pushing the tempo. Um, 
but I think they can also play like that with James. So I don't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, it's no knock on, oh, see what happens with James. No, I, I, yeah, I just, it worked. But I also think that, that that's a lineup that, you know, they can do that same thing with James on the court and James sort of guards the three or whoever is the weaker of the wing players. Um, when you look around the league, most teams, their three is not really a big guy. Um, yeah. As far as it, one of our, one of those three can't defend, you know, Boston may be an exception. Um, and you put Melvin on probably the best wing player. Yeah. I mean, you can, there's so much switching going on that you can, you can, you can throw it out there. But I think yeah. at the, you know, the end of the game, Sometimes it's about who who are they going to defend too. So if that guy the guy's bigger, then who is he going to defend? And I gotta say too, it's a little hot takey. Melton, pound for pound, inch for inch, might be our best rebounder. He can rebound, man. Long arms. I mean, he yeah, long arms. He gets long up arms. there. He just he just grabs them, pulls and yanks them down. I feel so good about our rebounding when he's in there. I know he's going for balls. He gets up yeah, there. That's, that's also not a good sign if he is our best rebounder. <laughs> <laughs> terrible sign. That's not good at all. <laughs> I understand you like that, but, you know, that's – Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, not a I mean, good thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, it, to be fair – It's a good thing that he does it, but it's not a good thing if he's the best. To be fair, <laughs> like our, our, our rebounding right now, which it deserves, but – Melton is known as one of the better like uh, guard rebounds, rebounding yes. guards in the league. So it, just to be fair, but yeah, again, as advertised, he came right in and he's exactly what they said he was. Uh, ask Eric about what you um, remember the other day. You were saying Melton remind you of. Tell him who he reminds you of. I want to see what he has to say about that. He's a he's a smaller, uh, less athletic, better shooting young Igadala. They play similar too, the way they kind of handle the ball. Yeah, I mean, but in fact, Melton's a tighter with the handles, I think. Than Iggy. Yeah, I mean, the thing that made Iggy so different was his size and his length at that size. Yeah. So I get what you're saying as far as maybe the style, but sort of the best part about him is his his feel for the game and his size and his ability to do that. I'm saying young Iggy too, by the way. So, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, even young, young, he just he did all that. He just didn't handle the ball as much. Mm. Um, but I think yeah. he was capable. But you know, they just kind of the way he was playing. You know, he played with AI at that time. He didn't. He wasn't going to have the ball as much. No, that's um, true. Yeah. So it was just different. I, mean, I had left the year he came. So um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. But, yeah, but the the size difference is a really big deal, though. What, what's what's he six five six six? Yes. Okay. And long, extremely long. long. But Melton Melton for height and length, he's pretty like the ratio. He's yeah, not. I see Melton. I see Melton this summer. He's smaller than I thought. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. He's smaller than I thought. Um, he does have long, long the, the arms are long though. Yeah. Quite long arms against um, in length from that standpoint. But he is shorter and smaller than us. Okay. Okay. Interesting. He I plays. Mean, shorter, he was shorter than me. He plays bigger. He was shorter than me. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. 
I guess his, his long arms make him look a little taller from like photos and stuff. Yeah. Mm, I guess so. Yeah. Plays bigger for sure. Yeah. Um, so going to the other end of that, so we talk about the off, the offseason movie you guys are really the happiest with so far. Which is the one that you guys are the most disappointed with so far? And again, five games into the season, so a lot of time to change it. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I, I want to say Harold, but how long has he been with us? You know what I'm saying? Like, how much did he really practice? Like, like I really don't know. That's true. Um, so I mean I want to say I I would like to see more out of that more out of him but at the same time I don't think we're using him the way that he's been used when he's had his best seasons mm-hmm. but I don't know if we can using that way so he he when you know I coached against him when he was in college he was more of a Lob threat, energy guy, block shots, defense. He came in the league and he started having success. He's, he was more of a scoring big. When, mm-hmm. he, when he had his best years, they were giving him the ball. Yeah. He was making plays, or you know what I'm saying? Like, especially in this short time he was on the floor. Yes. Like, you got 15 minutes. Go, yes. go, 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 go. Yes. So, <laughs> so you you sign the guy and and we're not using him the way that he's had his best years. So, what are you expecting to get from him? Yeah, yeah. I know Doc said he wants to play him with Harden more because he likes his. He likes yeah, their but I don't. But I also don't know how we can do it. Um, on a team that's struggling to get to play shots. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harold's a really good one. I was very close between him and. Uh, House has been – I've been pretty disappointed with House. I find myself saying, what are you doing, House, a lot? I know I, I could just, you know, I've said I, that. I've, I've only been a little disappointed with, with Daniel in defensively. I thought it was some games that he gave up some um, – Open looks and buckets. Open looks, especially the San Antonio game. Uh-huh. Um, that that were, ended up being crucial shots. And, you know, team went on the run that I thought was – you know, little basic coverage, um, giving up rebounds and backdoors and stuff like that. So I just thought, from that standpoint, well, you know, we're all, we're all they're all guilty of those last two things. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why. I mean, that's why I didn't say him, and I just and then I uh, said yeah, Harold. Yeah. I said Harold, but it's not really from a disappointment with how he's playing, more so than how he's being used how he's being used and yeah. what I expected from him yeah look so, I mean when you when you have a lot of pieces the way we do you got to find out what works yeah that's what I'm saying so I just don't know I know what doesn't I guess yeah, right? I just don't even know how we can do it I really don't they have their work cut out for them sure yeah, uh, House is another one who's got a lot of criticism online, saying yet again it's another guy that we sign who forgets how to shoot when he comes to Philadelphia. That's the that's the one thing I saw a lot of people saying. Hey, Tucker's shooting over forty percent from three, by the way. So yeah, I'm you know I, that's why I'm not that disappointed, Tucker. But overall, I I glump him with the whole um, starting unit. I'm just disappointed in general. So he's a part of that. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's unfair so- how we've used Tucker on defense. Like, like we said this last show, he shouldn't be guarding the team's best wings for half more than half the game, dude. Like, that's not fair. Yeah, I just stated it and got a guy's those four guys is we playing those four guys that are almost the exact same player where Tobias being above them, but this, but defensively, um, they're three four or four three, and you know, not as good defending the one and two. So one of those should be able to step down and guard a one and two on a consistent basis if we're playing four of them. I mean, dude, everyone was roasting us last game. Everyone got a little chunk of us last game. Yeah, Toronto's yeah. a hard match for us. Man, Flea had 15, and Anobi had 15. Yeah. Uh, Trent had like 27. Uh, uh, Siakam went off. Siakam just couldn't miss. Like, he was – it was just his night. You, you talk, he missed in the second half. He just didn't miss in the first half. Yeah, it was just like, man, he can't – yeah, forget about it. He's just on. He's on. Yeah, well, what's with the the face wiping? A lot of people are getting mad about his face wipes at, at MB. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, in general. Toronto in general, they said. They, 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 they kept making jokes. They obviously teach it over there. because It was like three of their players smacked our guys in the face. Yeah, they're aggressive, man. I don't think there's anything to that. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Bad um, luck. Okay, so you, you mentioned a, a defense. Uh, so statistically, we're the worst rebounding team in the NBA and worst uh, transition defensive team as well. So of those two – which one's, I guess I would say, more correctable? And which one are you kind of more worried about of those two? Mm. I would say transition defense. Because the transition defense can help your rebounding because it can you know, eliminate easier baskets make teams take tougher shots, um, which can increase your rebounding, um, which can increase your your transition offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the transition defense um, is probably most important, but I also think that's the hardest to address. Yeah. I mean, you, can, you can rebound with a team that – this don't make shots. You can rebound better, even if you don't defend better. Just the team just don't, you know, shoot it good. But the transition defense is getting teams layups, dunks, wide open threes. Um, the half court defense isn't giving up that much like that. Um, but the volume the teams are getting it, and now that it's a point of emphasis, that every 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 game they're talking about it. So teams they they see it. Yeah, what's the tempo? Pound the boards. Yep. Nets Nets really exploited this against that against us last year in our game. That's how they yep. just blew us out, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, so that's just, you guys just run them off the floor, huh?" Yeah. Push the tempo. Um, and that's we're gonna have to send three people back. Three yep. and a half. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, this is, you, you, you kind of get it fixed. I mean, that's how you're going to address it. 
uh, when yeah. you're going to have to, you know, sacrifice the offense rebound. But some, a few plays, it was a lack of discipline because they were getting rebounds and we were going for steals 90 feet away from the basket. And they were just, we, were, they, we weren't getting in, they were just driving by us or kicking it up to court. So instead of getting back, we want to go for steals. Like that's like, I know with Coach Brown, that was like one of his worst pet peeves is to go for a steal in transition defense. One of the, if not the worst pet peeve. He actually said that's, he actually says it and said it all the time that that's the most selfish play you can make in the basketball game. He said it on a consistent basis for you to go for a steal instead of getting back and helping your teammates. Stop the that must have really taken a little while for Allen to get that because Allen loved jumping passing lanes. Oh, yeah. He yeah. loved doing that. And, and and the thing about Coach Brown was he he said it to Allen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he coached him, so he said it to him. But when you think about that, it really is a selfish act because that's not anything that's taught. It's not mm. anything that's practiced. Yeah. It's like no one, we, we don't come in and say, hey, when they get the rebound, we're going to go for a steal. It's never discussed. <laughs> so it's an individual play. Yeah. It's actually breaking practice. Yeah. Actually, it's the opposite. It's breaking what yes. like you're so talking about. That's why he would always say it. I'm, and like, as I've gotten older, I've kind of looked at it like, I don't think it's the most selfish thing you can do, but I do think <laughs> it's the selfish thing that you can do. That's funny. That's funny. So they answered the the uh, we averaged twenty one transition points a game. That's what they're thirtieth in the league. That's that's one of the bigger stats. Um, well, what's the who, who's one? Uh, what's the what's the difference? I just want to know the disparity between the number one and the. Uh, Probably it was 12, a, 10, 12 or less. It was a big, I think I read the other day. It was a, between us and the next team. It's like a, it's a, it's a big difference between us and the next team. It's, it's like, we're, wow. we're pretty far down. I yeah. That's what I said. 21 points is a lot. Jeez. We've been out, we've been outscored in fast break. I just read 106.57. Wow. Bad, man. That's like, like just learning how to play basketball. It's like what? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That's that's like that's not good at all. Yeah. Yep. Um, my my transition defense also. He he said everything I was going to say pretty much, and I just think, and mostly too, I think we'll improve rebounding first because we got too many dogs, and, and a lot of times it's just a matter of effort, man. Like just. Stick your ass into someone and box someone out and get a rebound, man. Like a lot of it, but transition defense is so much more than just it's effort too. But it's so much more than just effort. But you can win the rebounding game with that. Just just to have that I mean, extra transition defense is effort getting back, and it's a system to it too. You know, I've had as I when I finished a career, teams started putting in a system of how to get back on defense. You know, we were, when I was younger, it was just get back, protect the paint, fill out, match up. Where it was, it became first guy go here, second guy go here, 
third guy field, like last guy goes away from the ball. Like it was a system that teams started to put in. Um, not sure if we have that system now. We as in the modern NBA or we as in the Sixers? We as the Sixers. The Sixers ain't doing shit. They don't do any of those things. The the, the other teams score. It would get to like number three on that list before they score already. Our whole five isn't coming over some of those those buckets. Yeah. We're hardly even getting past past half court on some of these, man. It's crazy. Bad. (laughs) It's like, again, like I said, it's comically bad. It's like. Oh man, and we get down so quickly. It goes, it goes so fast that way too. You get in a hole. It's just so like demoralizing. All of a sudden, you're down by like eight. You're like, oh man. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, all right. So last topic before before we get into the predictions for the, the three games we have uh, this coming weekend. Um, if you could insert a bench player to the starting lineup, who would it be, and who would you sub out of the starting lineup? That's a good one, Eric. You were basically talking about that earlier. Um. Hey, boy. Bible. Four. I know, but PJ. Yeah. Well, that's what you said over the summer when we signed PJ. You said that was good. That that was that should be the starting five with with, with the PJ yeah. off the bench. You called it. Yeah, I mean, I think you can. I think you can. I think you can play PJ the same amount of minutes in a reserve role, and then bring him in for either guy. Yeah. And then you can have Thibault defending the best perimeter player. And take him out pretty quick. So I'm not saying that's what we should do. I'm just answering the question. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to try that. And if we keep losing, I mean, they're going to have to start throwing major curveballs in there just to try different things because if it ain't working, it ain't working. Um, I like, yeah, I'll have to go into. I'd say I'd say put Melton in. At first I was like, man, am I am I gonna be crazy enough to say Maxi, make Maxi our six man? But I'll say Melton over Oh man. I'd say Tucker Tobias is kind of a sleeper too, man. We have enough scoring on that. Sorry, if you put Melton in, or even or even Thibault, there's enough scoring on that starting five to, to you know, put a lot of points on. Even if you have Thibault on the floor, and I think the second unit would also benefit from maybe Harris being on the floor, and he can get more shots off himself too. Um, they could try a lot of things. They could do a yeah, lot. I mean, I just, I mean, I think it's just, I just think it's hard to go three guards and them the only three guards you're playing. Yeah. So yeah. One of those, two of those guys pick up two quick fouls. Done. What, what about Thibel and what about Thibel instead of uh, you said Tucker and do do T- Tobias? No. No. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I, Tobias is a starter. I just, I think he's, I just think that when you come, when you, when you take him out, and you come back to him. You have to play him, maybe without Joel some, and you have to go to him. You have to call plays for him. You have to showcase them. You have to give him the ball. You got to force that issue. That's he's what a, I'm saying. 
He's a good ISO scorer, though, if he came off the bench, right? He could do that. Well, he doesn't, what I'm saying is he doesn't have to come off the bench to be that guy. You, you can still start him, and the way you play their minutes, he can be that guy. And you're saying he, he, you're saying no Tucker will help him. You got him and P.J. Make him the first guy out instead of P.J. the first guy out. Then bring him back in when Joel's going out and, and showcase it. him. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is Harden is 10,000 dribbles. When he comes off, that's when Max is like, well, all right, I'm getting mine now. And then he has the ball for like five minutes. And then all of a sudden, Tobias is like, all right, well, no okay, Joel, no ball. That's, that's why he's getting five shots. Yeah. And you can, and you complain. You and your people are complaining. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm complaining about, yeah, I don't want five. Five's not enough. I mean, but, yeah, we there's only one ball. And, yeah, we're seeing that. Seeing it's hard. I mean, I mean it's, uh, yeah. We got, they got, hey, they're going to figure it out. They got, like, they got a lot of different lineups they can stagger. Find it. Find the yep. answer. Or maybe um, give them more time. I don't know. So we got three uh, three pickums uh, for the weekend. Uh, so tomorrow night, which is interesting. We just got our asses kicked, and we are a one-point underdog against uh, Toronto in Toronto tomorrow night. I think that smell of the Sixers win uh, tomorrow, but I don't know. Uh, so they may, be, they, may be baking, they may be baking in our desperation. Yeah, maybe. But uh, who do you guys have with this um, this pick'em game essentially for tomorrow night? <laughs> Man, I don't know how we're going to beat Toronto. Really? No. I don't. Just, to me, the way we beat Toronto is if they don't make threes. If they make threes. They're making a lot of threes. They make threes, we can't, we can't beat them. Too long, too, too styles too different, too many matchup issues. They're good in transition. They run out. Um, they have a scramble. Their scramble, um, they were doubling off of James and reading the rotation because he won't shoot catch and shoots. Mm-hmm. So they know he catches it and holds it or catches it and takes a dribble. Takes a dribble. Gives guys time to recover. So they were stunned and recovering back to him. And then they were full rotating, and then we were getting so cross-matched that – that kills us, and we're already not a great transition team. And the fact that we're so cross-matched, they're going to they're gonna get out in transition. I think they'll be better in transition than they were the last one. I'm just hoping that they don't shoot as much as good. Um, and Toronto is, you know, City can beat you too. Yeah, City can have some um, – Take somebody, take your legs from up on you as well. <laughs> you didn't hear that from me, though. <laughs> <laughs> they there, three nights, four nights in Toronto? Yeah, they're there, they're there for a little oil vacation. Woo, man. Yeah. I came in the wrong time with these trips. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. They're three on the vac- they're mini vacations now. They, they put you there for a few days. Did you know it's young up there? I mean, this is like 18 was legal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's a lot more people, man. 
That's a yeah. lot more people. A lot, a lot more, more people, people in the club. That's a lot more people. It's a lot younger, and it's it's a lot for being there for so long. That's a lot of days. And the and the, and the players are younger. Yeah, players are younger too. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of time to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it ain't always trouble, but you know, it just good time. Well, I mean, it's, it's trouble when you're playing there in three more, two more days. Yeah, it, it can be yeah. trouble. Trouble for your legs, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stay plus one. Um, so Eric basically just took the Raptors for a lot of reasons. Hmm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, every time I've taken us, we, we've lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Except for the pace, the one game we won, I've taken us every game. <laughs> I find the spread to be encouraging. That actually makes me feel better about the game. Yeah. Uh, well, Toronto lost in Miami and then came back and won the next game. So, yeah. Man. It's funny, dude. Our first quarters haven't been great either. It's like we don't start off well. It's like, oh, no, we're going to be this team today. Come on. Um, I'm gonna say Philly for this one. I like the plus one. Yeah, intriguing. Yeah. Okay, okay so uh, we moved to Saturday. Uh, Chicago spread has not come out yet, but we're going to Chicago from Toronto to Chicago. Who do you guys have in this one? And we beat Chicago. They can't beat us. Yeah, man. I mean, I think even without MB last year, we dominated them, didn't we? Isn't there one game? Yeah. yeah, they just have made. They got DeAndre up. Jordan now, so they may. Um... I mean, not DeAndre Jordan. Uh, what's his name? Drummond. 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 Yes, they got Drummond. So maybe now they they have the big that can somewhat. Oh, that's true. A Drummond and we're gonna get a Drummond and B game. All right. No, I'm just saying. Like, remember last year that was the that's what they were saying was the reason they didn't want to play Philly was because they had no answer for Joel. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they have an answer now. I'm just saying that they. It, in some ways, they could think that, you know, they do. Yeah. Well. But you're still taking the Sixers? Oh, yeah. We won't. Whatever the spread is, we're going to get it. <laughs> Actually, the fact that they have Drummond adds to it because Embiid loves, you know, dominating Drummond. So that's yeah. great. Even even more reason. Take out all of his years' frustration on Drummond, poor guy. Take, take out the, the six games of frustration on them. <laughs> Man. Um, all right. And then we finish off Mondays. Uh, we go to Washington on Halloween, which I'll be at that game. Uh, who do you guys have? Spread's not out for that one yet, but um, who do you guys have for that one? We'll win that one in the close game. I agree. I think that's to be closer than I want. Really closer than I want it to be like, like Washington has a lead for some, like a, a good, like almost like a half of that game type games. Which I hate, but I think we'll win in the end. Um, d- dating back to the Iguodala Spencer Hawes days, I'm one and five uh, when I go to Wizards and Sixers games. So that's terrible. That's <laughs> really bad. All right. So, just to, to take that for what you will. <laughs> have you get All right. traveling. Bring us luck. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll wear my. Actually, I'm gonna wear my Eric Snow jersey on uh, on, on Monday. There you so. go. Nice. There you go. That's I'm good gonna, luck. I'll bring you with me. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. like that. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys have a good night, and we'll uh, see you uh, next week. All right. Take it easy. Later. See you guys.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.